Hello and welcome to episode number 280 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I am your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. I just had the realisation that 300 is just around the corner. Yeah, like it's this year, which is weird. (laughs) Um, 20 weeks away. Yeah, like uh, who knows what we're going to do at that point. It's just... It's just a number at the end of the day, but it is nice to see that it's fast approaching. Um, nice number. Yeah, it's always good to hit these uh, the big milestones. Episode 300, that is, that is going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, kind of, obviously, we're back again, back with another uh, film. Obviously, I still feel like the hangover from last week, where yeah, sure. I, I feel like I could talk for another hour about uh, last week's movie, um, mm-hmm. because, yeah, there was so much to talk about in Titan, um, and if people haven't listened to last week's show, go and check it out. It's a really good one, really enjoyed that conversation about a really fascinating movie that I really hope people check out. Um, but this week, we have another interesting movie that's been on our radar for a little while, um, after Fright Fest, actually, because um, it was one of the few movies that was at last year's Fright Fest that we didn't go to um that we did want to see um Mm -hmm. and obviously shudder have kind of been very prolific in picking up these sorts of releases um particular from fright fest in recent years which is great um so yeah we'll be discussing the advent calendar shortly um but first there's just a little bit of news this week really not too much again as you'd expect um Mm -hmm. Kicking things off with a nice little TV cancellation, because that's always fun. Yay! Um, (laughs) It's been a hot minute since we had to do one of these. Um, And obviously, we got to talk about the awesome news of Chucky being renewed, which is Mm -hmm. exactly what we wanted. And this is a weird one, because obviously it's disappointing, because the TV show's getting cancelled. But um, I haven't seen it yet, and I don't think you've seen it either. Um, It is, of course, the the kind of reboot on Amazon um, of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, yeah no i haven't checked it out yet either yeah so it premiered back in october and it's it's one and done it's over they pulled the plug because clearly no one watched it that's what you need one and done they told their story they got in they got out (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) tv show of the year yeah i'm i'm pretty sure it's on par right yeah i'm sure i don't need to see it really Um, i just assume no he did last summer tv show comparable For sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we both wanted to see this, but like October was actually a joke last it's year in a good things, way. Yeah, like it's certainly on my radar, but but also TV has been disgusting. Mm. Like the amount of television I've watched is just unreal. And, you know, TV shows this year and, and it just kind of, you know, something slipped by the wayside. Yeah. Um, you know, when you've when you've got things like a Flanagan TV show, a Chucky TV show, Dexter returning. You know, um, there is a lot of stuff around that time. And so, yeah, it just just didn't couldn't, you know, couldn't get into our TV time when we were vaguely interested in it, let alone people that don't really, you know, aren't that interested in it. So it doesn't surprise me that it doesn't get renewed. No, it really wasn't. Like, so it was getting almost no traction when it came out, which I do think is weird because, like, I know what you did last summer does hold some sort of clout. Like, obviously, mm. it's not one of the biggest franchises, but there was a time, if you can, if you can, if, you know, 
think about that at the time in the 90s when it was a case of like scream versus i know what you did last summer like that was a serious debate that was being had off the back of the just the first two movies in the franchises mm. um and so to think now that we get this this new big scream movie next week in the in the cinema with all this hype behind it and a lot of marketing and then this just gets put out on amazon no marketing and then it just gets cancelled with it with a whimper <laughs> um it's unfortunate yeah. um but moving on, this is just another kind of small update, really, just because we've featured this in the news quite a few times. The kind of the Quiet Place spinoff. Um, oh, God. It's kind of been all over the shop, really. Um, I don't even know if the release date has been pulled at this point, but we talked about the director kind of falling off uh, a few months back. Um, and it's got a new director. Um, so the new start. director, um, yeah, it is a good start, um, is uh, Michael Sanofsky, who who basically is known off the back of directing Pig last year, um, mm. which was that kind of Nick Cage movie, um, which I heard a lot of mixed things about. Um, most people seem to really dig it. But I think mm. it was a case of like, it's not a horror film, you know, but it's cool. Like that seems yeah. to be the the census that I heard. And I want to watch it. There's way too many, like as someone who really likes Nick Cage and the stuff we've seen him in, he seems to be in movies that are always on my like peripheral, but I never actually sit down and watch. <laughs> um, because I haven't seen, um, oh, what was that Lovecraftian one that came out a few years back that people liked? I can't remember the name of it now. Mm. Um, but there was that. Yeah, and there's one on our backlog currently. I think it's called Prisoners in a Ghostland, um, which looked cool, which was also at Fright Fest. Um, so we might get around to that in the coming weeks. But, like, yeah, he he just seems to be in all of these, like, nearly movies, and <laughs> whereas they aren't the movies that I'm rushing to go see, whereas I should because I really like him. So I want to see Pig. Pig was, you know, mm. overall very well received, so I can totally see why this director has been picked for a much bigger project. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it for this news story obviously we don't know much about it we know that it is a spin-off so it don't get this confused with a potential but as of right now unannounced part three which would hopefully kind of conclude the story of the abbott family which i think needs concluding where it was left yeah, off in part two sure. whereas this is clearly its own spin-off within that universe um, i think that's why like i i need that i think that's what we said when this was announced um, yeah, we need that first don't we <laughs> yeah but it's also quite funny because because a lot of places are like imdb for example has got upcoming projects for him quiet place part three <laughs> like, brilliant like, yeah you know and, and i i saw kind of a couple of comments where it was kind of saying quiet place part three i'm like no no come on <laughs> you can get this right guys please yeah, like I can totally see the confusion mm, because yeah. it is it's messy that, you know, to have part two be such a huge success again and be like, yeah, we're doing another one that doesn't have a name or a director or or even a plot. <laughs> like it's just it is is it's worrying and frustrating from a from a fan point of view, mm. um, whereas I'd much rather than be like, yeah, you can develop this in the future. But the next three years needs to be them set on yeah. concluding that story that they've done so brilliantly in creating over two films. And like I say, we're massively rooting for them to nail that landing so to then be in the serious conversations of one of the greatest trilogies ever made. Um, mm. But they need Hell to yeah. nail that final part. Um, it needs to happen. They need to get John back in that director's chair one more time just pay him whatever he bloody wants at this point um 
just make it happen um but yeah that's pretty much it for the news the last little thing is basically just a small little um teaser for next week really um because we've got some information we basically we've got the first poster um for a little movie that was in our kind of upcoming movies last Ooh. week that we both uh, was taught was talking about how excited we were and the first trailer um for ty west's return to horror um in his movie titled x uh of course coming from a24 the new trailer drops tomorrow as of oh, recording yeah. so uh, I mean, right, look forward on. to that fine. drop it just before we record <laughs> not just after. <laughs> it's fine we'll get to it next <laughs> week I'm, I'm looking forward to it like we said before it sounds cool but it's a movie that i can't wait to just see some of it visually and this will be a one that, like, if the first 20 seconds is really, really vibing with me, I'm just going to turn it off. Because, like, I already want to see this anyway, but I just want to see what it looks like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like what's think, the color palette of this film? Yeah, exactly. Like, even just the poster and, like, we mm. know that it's A24. Like, there's just a lot of things that are kind of ticking the right boxes right now. And I'm just kind of thinking, you know, I think what you said last week is interesting in that, you know, with he was kind of the hot horror director just pre the podcast starting up and kind of him and um what was it, adam wingard and a few others yeah. like um you know so many of them have gone on to like these huge careers in the movie industry whereas ty has just kind of you know hasn't done pretty much anything in the in the movie world post sacrament he's kind of gone into the tv world and kind of been so much more low-key even though he was the most renowned in the horror genre for, of those directors and kind of yeah. so to see where he is at like in you know 2022 is going to be really interesting to see kind of you know how much evolution we've had kind of how much regression he goes back into his kind of you know does he go back to what where he where his roots were you know what what ty west are we going to see you know and, and you know after us both enjoying sacrament as his favorite as our favorite movie of his you know it's kind of quite exciting to see where he goes next i kind of wish it was a few years ago but we we're getting it now and so i'm excited obviously we don't have a release date as well so i'm i'm mm. hoping that we get a date with the trailer i think that's the thing i'm looking forward to the most yeah like, even it, even it, i didn't date it yeah like that's, that's it, how ropey it was any anything that ends in 2022 i'll be happy with like literally anything throw it yeah. any month of the year take your pick i just want to see this movie this year um and the problem but is yeah. it should be the 10th of the 10th but then we don't get another x there really yeah so they could release on xx at least yeah they could do um yeah. but yeah well, the 20th hopefully... the 10th. there you go 20th of october that's what i'm saying it's coming out 20th of october <laughs> xxx that sounds as good a date as any to me. 20th of um, October, that's when we're seeing that. But we will find out next week on that one. Um, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about the Advent Calendar. Yeah, as I kind of mentioned briefly in the intro, um, this was an interesting one, how it kind of got presented to us, mm. um, because I feel like it was, you know, looking at the Fright Fest schedule is where we kind of first became aware of this one um, yeah. and kind of reading the synopsis of like, oh, OK, cool. This is an interesting idea for a horror film. I've certainly never seen an advent calendar used in a horror movie before. Um 
And then obviously one, Yeah, it was one where we kind of saw the synopsis and it was one that piqued our interest kind of one of the most at a fright fest. But mm. um we didn't see a trailer at that point, did we? We didn't see no. a trailer until kind of Shudder acquired it and and it was getting close to release. And when when we then eventually saw the trailer i i kind of got more excited and, and was more sold on the concept and the realization of that concept yeah and it was one that we nearly snuck in last year mm. obviously you know in terms of its release date it made perfect sense when they released it as you, you know you want to release this as close to christmas as possible mm. whereas for us we always like to get our year and stuff sorted by early december um yeah. film our show and then sort of have a few weeks off and enjoy the holidays um so yeah we obviously didn't get to see it last year but it's it's still relevant now I, it is a weird one because obviously mm. it is centered around an advent calendar but yeah. this this movie doesn't scream christmas does it like all, i felt, you I felt know, fine watching this in january yeah me too i remember you know when we watched anna and the apocalypse we watched that in like february mm. and that that felt off and like yeah. it still was one of my most enjoyable movies and if we'd have watched that around christmas hype like <laughs> you'd have been in trouble when it came to a year-end list um, yeah, that was like the week before we did the best of. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been that would have been horrible for every everyone <laughs> apart from me. I'd had a great time. I um, guess the other thing worth mentioning as well is obviously this is another French movie. <laughs> um, so back to back French movies to kick off the year. This wasn't even planned either. These nice. were just two movies that we wanted to see, and then it wasn't until I sat down and started watching it. I was like, oh yeah, this is also French. That's cool. Like that's a random little tidbit. I don't think we've ever had. I don't even know if we've covered two foreign language movies back to back but certainly mm. not the same foreign language before yeah. so that's pretty cool yeah and the fact that yeah we haven't watched an english movie yet for this year for the <laughs> podcast but i i think it's um i'm gonna watch uh scream dubbed next week yeah me too just just to prove a point <laughs> then we must better find that somewhere um but uh, you know i i said to you pre-record and it didn't even like I, I, halfway through this movie i was like oh yeah subtitle movie we haven't done one of them for a while and then i was like <laughs> oh hang on because it just it you know it's just a case of picking the movies we want to watch most at this point and it doesn't you know it doesn't really come into play but um another thing that's I interesting think... is like Tit titan has such a uh, limited use of dialogue throughout the whole film yeah so, so you almost do forget at times because it's very, it's so limited isn't it whereas this is a more a more traditional film well, yeah. that has more dialogue so you spend more time reading yeah our lead is effectively a mute throughout throughout most of the movie for for, yeah. for, for titan so um yeah uh but yeah moving on to this week's movie yeah advent calendar um yeah i mean i think as you touched upon the the premise of this is something that is clever and is something that kind of um when you kind of hear it you're like <clears throat> oh, okay why haven't we kind of had this before it's cool like and and um even just knowing the movie was called advent Khan to begin with i think we both thought oh this is going to be kind of um you know some sort of fan footage kind of segment thing you know mm. and, and that sort of thing and then we was like oh no this is just a cohesive one story thing centered around yeah our lead character sophie um not sophie sorry eva um who um gets given on her birthday by her friend sophie <laughs> um <laughs> uh, advent calendar um uh, her her birthday what is just is it december 1st her birthday no it was like, like the third or, or the fourth like, yeah oh that's it because she takes two or three doesn't she to yeah catch up. and yeah so she gets given this strange advent calendar that her friend picked up in this kind of german market uh of unknown origin a la the uh <laughs> 
the box watch from Hellraiser. Watch my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah, kind of when you open, she gets given these kind of uh, weird rules that are, that are read out at the start of it, which is basically kind of once you start this journey, you can't finish, or I will kill you. If you don't do what is behind the door, what is asked of you behind the door, I will kill you. If you get rid of the advent calendar, I will kill you. And kind of, you know, it's it's a pretty kind of, I mean, it's fairly, you know, a definitive critical path there. That the all, all roads end to keep doing the advent calendar, or I will kill you. Basically, yeah, and, it's challenging. Um, Once you start playing, you can't stop. Yeah, and um, so kind of Eva kind of jumps straight in and and takes the first kind of eats the first candy. Uh, was it the after eight, the first one? Uh, um, I think so. I think so. But either yeah, either way, basically each kind of candy is this different. It's almost like Halloween kind of trick or treat, where you mm. where some of them are quite a nice reward. So the advent count, uh, the, the after eight chocolate, she gets a uh, uh, phone. It was her dad's favorite sweet, and her dad is um, uh, kind of suffering from some sort of dementia and and, yeah. and he becomes lucid and calls her and she speaks to him for the first time in god knows how long so that's a great treat um, oh yeah he wishes her a happy birthday so that was on the first yeah. night um and yeah um i guess one thing <laughs> which is very important as well which i forgot to mention is eva our lead character is a paraplegic um mm. and kind of once she gets the advent calendar the movie kind of does a really good job of kind of telling you about her life where she was this kind of dancer and we know that an accident has happened that's caused her to be a paraplegic we don't know what that is at this point um and um she's kind of you know she's kind of i found it really fascinating the way that this was portrayed because she's kind of living her life you know pretty normal just getting on with things and it's the people around her that's making it crappy either the mm. ones that are trying to trying to be nice but it's making her feel and as an outsider or they're just being straight up horrible to her and i found that really fascinating kind of just seeing that that perspective from someone you know i i'm fortunately not in that position so kind of seeing that it just kind of just made me feel really sorry for her and kind of really like empathetic towards where she's at and kind of why she kind of just takes on this advent calendar you know i think you know she's she's looking at it and thinking well i want to see what this journey is and i'm just going to go for it and doesn't really give it too much thought um i think also that that when when they first get the advent calendar it's very jovial it's it's two friends drinking having a good time being like oh it's gonna kill you you know enjoy your sweet and happy birthday sort of thing like they're not taking it serious at all and then obviously it's only until serious things happen when she's like oh shit i need to like actually follow these rules now yeah because it's even like when eva first kind of opens it and she's like oh you put an after eight in cute yeah yeah. that's my dad's tweet like i wonder you you have put 24 little treats in here for me that that uh, that you know are, are gonna kind of be speak to me but that is very much not the case um and yeah as the days... how, how long does after eight stay good in like an old wooden advent calendar i mean i, I got, i'm not gonna lie to you i've had some after eights in the fridge for for quite some time <laughs> yeah but that's and, fridge i mean <laughs> that's, that's what it's designed that, to that, do that's a refrigerated uh, uh advent calendar. how do you mm. know it's not refrigerated that's a fair point it's, it's a, it, does, it's a it does have a lot of secret boy. compartments yeah, it's a hefty like boy. yeah, yeah like... there might just be a secret chill department in there that's yeah. fair yeah yeah um and yeah kind of as the days go on basically at midnight um she 
um, there are 24 locked doors on this advent calendar and one key. And when midnight flicks over to the next day, the that day's lock becomes kind of obtainable by this key. Mm. If you try to open it beforehand, it will not open. Um, and then, and then, yeah, kind of, we get to see this journey of kind of each draw kind of gets quirkier and scarier and darker as, as this journey goes on. Um, kind of, you know, what was once, you know, she, she goes from kind of very passive, just like, Oh, cool. I got a sweet, great present. And then to be like, Oh, I'm kind of looking forward to the next day to buy, the midpoint kind of this absolute dread as midnight flicks over to the next day and she has to <laughs> yeah. kind of open the next advent calendar. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's the synopsis. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm quite interested to see what you think about this one. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I thought it starts off really strong. Like I think all of the early scenes introducing who Ava is as a person, um, what she's going through currently. I thought they nailed all that stuff. And I thought immediately she was a very empathetic character, one that I was very much rooting for. Um, and I really enjoyed all the early setup, the back and forth with her friend. I enjoyed all of that sequence, certainly her getting it. Like I say, I liked tonally that it was in jest, in jest at that point, um, knowing that there was going to be much more darker stuff to come. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just like learning more about her and kind of there's a lot of different side characters, side plots. Um, this is There's a lot going on in this film. Mm, like, you know, it's it's Ava's story um but there is so much going around that is both directly and indirectly affecting her life um from her work and her boss and her you know there's multiple men that she's interested in yeah co-worker her best friend um her father like you said before like there's her dog like there's so many different aspects that play a role yeah 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 the the big the big strong random dude um but yeah like there's a lot going on and Mm -hmm. i i do think they do a good job of really fleshing out um the story around ava because a lot of these indie movies would just be focused on like right here's ava she's a paraplegic she's clearly gone through this recent ish accent i I believe later on you find out it was like three years ago Mm. um but kind of early on i was i was assuming like it happened within the last year um and so like because you can tell she's clearly not had you know been in a wheelchair her her whole life Mm. um and so kind of like okay normally they would just center around that but i did think they did a good job of actually adding you know a bunch of other interesting plot points and yeah as we kept going i was like very excited each time the kind of day rocked around to see what would pop out of this calendar and how it would tie into the story and it's it's a difficult thing to pull off because of the fact that there's so many doors um you know this is very much a cool idea on paper and then when you're the one who has to try and write it in into an interesting horror movie i don't pity them um or, or, or sorry i do pity them because it's like they, they do a good job of filling in those gaps like say that it starts with a few days in so they kind of catch up then there's a couple of times when they write off a few days which i'm perfectly fine with i, I really like that yeah because i'm just like well this is going to be ridiculous if it is like 
you know, a really there's no way you can have 24, you know, really interesting things happen. It's just not going to be the case. So I, I thought they did a good job of stay, sticking to the rules. They don't just immediately throw them away at any point, but also playing with them when they want to, which I think makes a better movie. Um, and so, yeah, like the first sort of 45 minutes like flew past because there was so much going on. The kind of when she goes out for a drink with her friend, I really enjoyed all of that scene and kind mm. of again, I think they're nailing the thing that you said about how like well she's just trying to live her life but it's like the people around her that are really slowing her down i guess in her progress um in terms of trying to find who she's going to be for the rest of her life and because people are still living in the past and and kind of know her previously um and like that scene ends in like a really dark place that I just mm. didn't see coming and was really uncomfortable. Probably like the most darkest thing that happens in the whole movie. Like that whole sequence just made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it really flew past. And I definitely think the movie slows down in the middle um, where where they are starting to like there's a few other subplots with in particular this like guy who she meets that kind of gets resolved and i was like okay that was quite early for that to be resolved where are we going to go now and then it it takes quite a long time before it then picks up again um and but i still really did like it and i think that um it's just such a cool concept executed Mm. very well like it's a movie that i don't think is exceptional in probably any area but like it's really good in almost every area and i think that it's the biggest problem like a lot of these movies that we see and it's kind of like the the obvious criticism that i sure people i sure people see coming a mile away is the runtime um which again this isn't the most egregious i've seen yes it's 2022 we're starting off strong we're talking about runtimes um because and, and i was worried because when i started it and i saw that it was an hour and 40 yeah. i was like okay a hundred minutes for an indie movie is a lot these days and i can almost count on one hand the amount of movies that have effectively earned that runtime um as someone who absolutely loves long films as well like i prefer long films um and i but the, the when you watch an indie movies like I say it's just a rarity that you find them that can earn their runtime and nine times out of ten if a movie is closer to 80 minutes than it is 100 those are the better movies you know look at the black fridays when they just they know what they are they don't overstay their welcome um and this is this is victim to that again not by nowhere near the most egregious and uh, unfortunately it won't be the most egregious movie we see this year in terms of run times i'm sure um but you could have shaved off 15 minutes easily probably closer to 20 um again i i get it it's difficult like there's a there's kind of this this whole subplot involving a painting that they add late on which which to me didn't really add much to the movie um didn't really like that character or what they were trying to get across in those scenes found them quite boring um so that was easily 10 or 12 minutes that you could cut just from that one subplot, let alone the rest of the movie. But by the end of it, I still really had fun. I, I liked Ava's journey. Um, the ending kind of left a lot of question marks, but mostly in a good way, where it was kind of like, huh, I'm, I'm almost glad that this movie didn't just fully explain to me what happened. I, I like sort of thinking about what I think might have happened to Ava in the end. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think there's loads of really good horror sequences. There's some really fun stuff to do with kind of the the advent calendar and what it can do like um we'll probably get into it a bit more but there's like the stuff with the dog i really liked um when it attacks the car like visually that just looks so cool and was like it was funny but also really just well done as well um so yeah like overall i I really did like it like say even though i do have some criticisms that it's definitely a bit too long and maybe the middle dragged a bit um but i still really liked it it was cool 
Yeah, I mean, I think probably you could tell when I'm synopsizing it that that I was pretty into this movie. Mm. Um, you know, I think I'm I'm pretty much there, probably even a little bit stronger. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I think it started, yeah, incredibly strong. I think kind of um, Eva as a character and as a lead is um, just incredible. You know, she she's so well fleshed out on paper but also in realization by the actress you know um i think it's kind of a really great performance um and then um yeah a whole host of well fleshed out people i feel like she's living in a world full of actual humans and not just um you know video game characters um Mm. and i think kind of um you know, the the fact that everyone does feel like a real person really adds weight to an indie movie that you don't always see. Um, I think, yeah, the the, the Advent Calendar itself as well is a character in this movie. And mm. I think, you know, I thought it was a really great design. I love the look of it. I love the kind of different boxes, the way it opened, the way there were these other compartments, kind of just everything about it, I think, kind of worked for what this movie wanted it to be. Um so I think that's really great. And, and yeah, I had, I had a blast for most of this movie. Um, and, and as you kind of said, when we get into the different days and different things happened, I enjoyed the kind of backwards and forwards that some of them were good. Some of them were minor and some of them were really horrific and major. And mm. it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen today? You know, something crazy happened yesterday. And then it's like, Oh, there's never after eight. I get to speak to my dad again. Like, you know, that's what was just... funny early on, wasn't it? There was quite a lot of positive stuff early on. Mm. And, I, and I was thinking to yeah. myself, this is great. Like, just keep yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this is, this, I want an advent calendar. Like, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, I think kind of, um, I, I didn't get too mad with it, but it's something when I kind of look back and critique it, I'm like, it is a bit odd that they kind of set out these very firm rules. And one of them is like, you must eat all of the the things that mm. are in the advent calendar. And yet throughout the movie, multiple characters eat the sweets. <laughs> um, you know, Eva gives one to her dad, one to the bloke, the friend takes one. And it's kind of like... Everyone's having a go. Everyone's having a go, yeah. And I liked it because it all led to cool things. But it's kind of like, why set the rule? Like... You know, maybe just be like, as long as the, you know, as, as long as someone you know or you eat it, then it's all good. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I just. It should be that... like, it needs to be consumed within 24 hours yeah. or something. Like... Yeah. Because then she could be like forcing it on people and that sort of thing as mm. well and kind of take, or does she want to roll the dice herself? Um, so I found that a little bit odd. And I also kind of like, you know, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but when we get to the real final act, she really gets a handle on like the mythology. Yeah. I don't know whether I'd lost over it, but she's just like, like, oh no, this is exactly how it goes down, and this is what the final day means, and this is what it's going to mean, and and <laughs> you know, I, I I've discovered this, you know, again, I'm keeping it spoiler free, but I've discovered this thing inside the box, and I know exactly what this thing means, and now I've now I've seen this bloke, I I know, and I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell, like I've watched like when you watch the Ring movie, and it takes them like an hour and thirty minutes to figure out what's happening with this videotape, and she just like bosh. Like I've I've nailed this. Um, so I found that yeah, she, a little bit abused as well. She definitely read the script at some point, didn't she? In the yeah. movie, where she was like, "Oh, I just know everything now. Yeah, I like, guess we I better get to the conclusion." <laughs> like uh, I'm good. I know. I know what happens. Um, so yeah, I did. I just found that a bit weird as a, as a 
It did lack tension, didn't it? Like say, yeah. because she she was so in control in those final moments, so I didn't feel any well, sort of worry about it, what it was going to happen to her. Tension, but it also lacked that hand holdiness for the audience, where mm. where we didn't really get that explanation. And I don't really feel like I needed it because I, I wasn't on the journey for that. You know, you know, when I referenced the ring, you know, the whole point of that movie is how has this videotape been made, and and how can I undo it? Whereas at no point is either like. I want to stop taking these, you know, really she, she has bad days and she kind of dreads it, but she's never like, Oh, if I can look at who made this box, then maybe I can stop doing it. You know? So I was never really on the journey of the box. I was only really on her personal journey on what the hell it was going to do to her. Mm-hmm. So, so I was okay with it. Um, and I think kind of how it, um, you know, plays with her, with her disability and how it kind of, um, gives her these these moments where where kind of you know things change and i think kind of you know and that kind of promise of of more potentially i think kind of is a really you know strong reason for her to continue and something that that you can kind of you know understand why she's kind of continuing and i think that's kind of you know really good you know point for that i think you know i i did find the ending a tad abrupt um again not going into spoilers but but like, like, like you said, I, I do appreciate that it was just kind of like, you know, left you asking that question and not in an annoying way because mm. you, because you know, both sides of the coin, you you know, unequivocally what both sides of the coin are going to do. And so then it's just a case of, oh, okay, you know, which one, you know, red, red pill, blue pill. And so I kind of think, um, you know, I, I, I don't mind that, you know, instead of there being, you know, if it was a super ambiguous ending, um, you know, even like the night house, for example, where kind of, you know, I, I wanted a little more of just telling me how that journey goes on. Like I know what her story is in, in this movie, depending on which way you want to, fo- you know, uh, th- throw the coin. Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall. Yeah. I pretty much had a blast. I think kind of, when we got the horror elements, they were done well. I enjoyed the um, what was his name, Eche Ichi, something like that. Oh, was he called? Yeah, it's just like Ich or Etch or something. Yeah, something like that. And um, I thought he looked fantastic and kind of really worked. This kind of you know straight from Silent Hill character that that just is this kind of um, you know silent kind of um, in the shadows kind of watching basically. And I kind of I enjoyed you know, his presence throughout the movie where you kind of, you have him being involved. You sometimes just have him kind of appearing from the shadows. Like, come on, if you don't (laughs) do it, I'm going to get involved. Like up to you. And, you know, I, I I kind of, you know, I enjoyed that journey uh, with with him as well. And yeah, I pretty much enjoyed every character in this, you know, the, as you said, you know, when we get to the supporting cast that the best friend was really good I liked the love interest, the whole boss and kind of co-worker dynamic. Most people in this movie were, you know, were enjoyable and, and felt like, you know, not just add-ons. Um, and I think it had a, I think it had a good soundtrack as well. It, you know, it had a great sound throughout and, and just was, uh, you know, very well made throughout really. It was, you know, there wasn't really any part of this movie that felt kind of indie or amateurish it felt it felt really strong uh yeah. for all of it um you know and when you know even when we um look at kind of massive juggernaut of movies that came out you know when we talk about like Candyman that came out last year and we had these weird plot points and kind of characters that, that just felt off like nothing 
nothing felt off in this world that was created. So I just think, yeah, like it, you know, is it, you know, does it, does it go kind of off the rails and uh, in, in a good way, you know, does it go, does it crank it up to 11 and go crazy? No, but it, but it's incredibly solid for the whole journey. And, and by the end of it, I was really satisfied. Yeah, it's almost like they 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 didn't they didn't force themselves to go out of their own limits. Where they mm. like, okay, we know kind of what we can make here on a budget, um, and let's do the best job we can with that. Um, yeah, I, I think, think for example, like... the the um, uh, doll sequence. I'll, I'll just say, you know, that was quite. Um, it, it it showed you enough to then be able to visualize yourself with mm. what would happen, and I think you know, a, a, a bolder movie may have tried to show more or at least maybe yeah. an aftermath or something. Whereas 100%. this movie was like, I don't think we can pull that off. So we're not going to do something that looks bad. We're not going to yeah. put CG in. We're not going to do that. You know, the dog sequence was very impressive mm. and, the, and how that was executed. And I think they just kind of went, do you know what? We can't, you know, I, I would imagine at one point it was in a script. Yeah, and, and 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 they kind of you know in the realization of making this movie was like, do you know what? Sometimes it's not seeing and just kind of setting it up, and and I think that's where you know you've got someone that's done a really good job, either at the helm directing or on the editing table. But either way, like it, it's a really solid job throughout. Yeah, I'd forgot about that doll stuff, but now you've reminded mm. me. I'm like, oh yeah, that that was so cool when it started, mm. and like seeing what we saw, I was like, yeah. oh man, the this is really cool. It really, yeah, made me... just all of it in the hair, and now I was like, oh, this is great. And then when she just starts going in on it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be brutal. And then we just never see any of that. And mm. like I say, it is yeah from a horror perspective especially judging it for horror um those are the moments that really would take this from like a, i really like this like this is fantastic um but like i say i think it's it always becomes so difficult because we have no idea sort of what budgets they're working with but i did want to go back to um i re- i do think this movie is so well written like the more i think about it and like the concept and how they present that concept and like say actually fleshing out the world and the characters around her where it could have just been so gimmicky and i don't think it ever felt gimmicky it all felt like it tied into her life in like really interesting ways and i think that all of the characters do serve their purpose within the movie like you say i think when you watch these smaller budget movies um and 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 i don't want to gloss over it because i think the lead is fantastic Mm. um but we see you do see normally in these types of movies like they can get one very good actor and then kind of like everything is built around them and 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 the best friends and the love interest are just cardboard cutouts yeah they're they're atrocious like Mm. in not in 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 similar movies and so and it really takes you out of it and i think the fact that they are all good that was something to me that always stood out about changer of like how it was able to have really good performances and obviously the the whole point of that movie having a shapeshifter means that you can have multiple actors who are probably going to have like 10 to 15 minutes screen time and so that is very hard to cast actors who aren't going to have you know what the 90 minutes plus screen time that our lead had in this film um yeah. And I think all of those supporting casts, um, like say the the kind of male friend and like the best friend as well, Jessica, like all of them, the boss, like say he's really not in the movie much, but like he completely nails the like assholery that you want from someone like that. Um, the two guys that they go out for drinks for also kind of nail their roles as well. Like it's just 
they're all very well done like i say i think we we it is easy to gloss over at times but we are just blessed i think in terms of the level of acting that we get in even this very small movie that is probably not going to be seen by many people and you know isn't certainly going to be winning any awards or anything like that but like the cast is great and that's just something that wasn't there you know in the 90s for example let alone pulling it back to the the 70s and the 80s like there wasn't this consistent level of acting across the board in the 90s there just wasn't um, I, I don't know what's well, happened they... but there's a plethora of amazing just, actors out there now you know we spoke about like a few years ago this level of child actor when we had kind of stranger things and then it and just kind of like then you know um uh movies like freaks and stuff yeah it's just you know, normal it now like you just man, expect yeah. it like, oh yeah here's this um, like, eight-year-old who's amazing at acting whereas that yeah. was that would be like they'd be the most famous person in the world if that happened in the 90s yeah. or that he was <laughs> yeah um and um you know you you look at that but then you also like i say i think this what this movie does is an incredible job of um not that it's a negative thing i don't want it to be a negative thing but it but it doesn't feel like an indie movie in any way mm. and, and i think that's when an indie movie does succeed you know i just mentioned freaks like the, the amount the sci-fi that that movie did was incredible and i think with this you know it's a small cast the cast is you know the actual on-screen characters that you see is only like 10 or 12 people like that that speak and you have the odd black bar sequence and stuff, but but the people that speak are all really really sound, and mm. um, and I think that's what this movie does so well is that it gives it this bigger, you know, when when it's kind of like oh this isn't a real indie movie based upon someone that can easily be tethered to their house with with being paraplegic, and she's got this advent calendar. It's mm. like oh okay she's just going to be at a house for twenty days and a few you know the odd person's going to visit and it's like no. <laughs> she's very mobile, you know, she's going to the swimming pool, job, bar, you know, outside coffee place, you know, all of these different places. To, and, and like, you know, it does a really good job of feeling like a larger scope movie than what it is. Um, like I say, I think uh, there's there's really few minor negatives to this movie and uh, overwhelmingly positive. Definitely. This is the type of movie that I think if we'd have seen this at Fright First, I'd have been really, really happy. Yeah. Whereas like these are the types of ones that you go in purely based upon a very small premise or you know just like a good feeling um like we've had you know in the times of the two movies that we've discussed obviously with freaks and life change so that's exactly what happened um yeah and i think this would be one of those ones where we would go in pretty much as close to blind as you possibly can and it would have been a great time seeing this on the yeah. big screen um but i still had a great time watching it on shutter um so yeah i guess uh, should we go into recommendations uh what, what, what would you recommend this film hell yeah i think it's an absolute no-brainer i think um you know, we are we are two films into the year and we've seen two home runs, which is great. Mm. Um, you know, the, the French movies are really delivering right now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think, like I say, that there is no real low point to this movie and, and no real massive critique. It is all very solid and, and incredibly well made. Yeah, I'd definitely recommend it. I think if you if you have Shudder, um, it's a no-brainer. Like, I think you should watch this. This is another really good film to have that kind of builds up that library of just having multiple reasons why you should have Shudder. Um, and yeah, like there's, like I say, for me, it's it never hits an amazing high, but this is just a consistently very good horror film. And I think it's almost like we don't see many films like this is an interesting point, I think. Mm -hmm. That like most horror films you see vary so much within the runtime where there's like really good stuff and then really 
dog shit stuff that just massively takes you out of the film and i think that this is a weird one where it's like no this is this was always good um it was never bad but it was never amazing and that 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 was good enough for me to enjoy it for sure is it a bit long yeah but like that's probably a me thing at the end of the day um but yeah i, I really liked it i definitely think people should check it out maybe like obviously now there's not much out so so it's definitely a recommendation but yeah if you could wait until the holidays and watch this it would be cool but like yeah. It doesn't it is weird right like we're talking about an advent calendar which is extremely christmasy but like this movie isn't that christmasy <laughs> well yeah i mean we haven't really even had a conversation about christmas when mm. you know while we've done it because it really doesn't feel that way and i think kind of um you know that that's why we don't kind of worry about it because it, it definitely um you know has christmas elements in it there's the odd christmas tree in the background and obviously it's centered around this advent calendar but mm. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel it in any other shape or form. And I think kind of that's that's why, it, you know, it, it didn't feel out of place watching this in January at all. Well, that, that's what's interesting, right? Is the very purpose of an advent calendar is counting down to Christmas. Mm. Whereas in this movie, that's not an element at all. No. Like at no point are they saying like something's going to happen on Christmas or if you don't do this before Christmas, X will happen. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no element to do with christmas it's just you need to get to the end of this and then the 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 game or whatever you want to call it is over sort of thing (laughs) like it's almost completely irrelevant that it ends on christmas day um but yeah the the one last thing i did want to mention because you touched upon it but i do think it's worth noting again is like the if you call a movie the advent calendar you need to have a good advent calendar and Mm -hmm. like they nailed the prop design like say it's so memorable like i think it's going to stay in my memory for a very long time just visually how it looks and i think that is difficult right because i mean advent calendars are inherently pretty dull like you want to see what's behind the doors that's the fun stuff like you don't really give a shit what the calendar looks like um so i thought they did a good job of just there was such a huge level of mystery to it where i almost i liked that i couldn't see where all the doors were at any given time um and what was going to kind of happen especially the little the little pop-up with the kind of like the picture on the the guy on the top i really enjoyed that as well yeah well how they played with that and also just like how sometimes it looked like it was two or three doors and then when you opened Mm. it it was just one big giant one you know it had a lot of kind of mystique around it and was just very well made yeah it was really cool really really fun little movie this was um but yeah that was our discussion on the advent calendar Uh, we'll take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, have you have you been watching anything horror lately? Well, I think the only thing I want to touch upon, just because next week, who knows what the conversation will be, um, <laughs> uh, and I haven't spoken about it yet. Um, I just want to touch upon Dexter and kind of the return of Dexter. I know that the finale has aired at this point, and I haven't watched it. But um, have you seen all the other episodes? I've seen all the other episodes building up to it, and I, and you know, um, how you feeling? Uh, i'm feeling really good i'm feeling really good like um is it gonna end better than the last time <laughs> god i hope so and, and I, I believe it will um and, and 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 that's why i think it's quite fun hearing my thoughts on it now as well and then we'll see whether the finale kind of changes that but um 
you know, the season kind of, you know, the finale of Dexter is unequivocally bad. You know, everyone, everyone kind of uh, is is in unison on this with 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 the with the original kind of ending. And I think kind of this 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 show picks up from that bad ending and. You know, it doesn't make that final season better because the final season sucked in the build up to the end in anyway. But at least it now where Dexter was at the end of that season, we've picked up and we joined Dexter kind of as Jim living in this, um, you know, snowy town and, and kind of basically just Dexter died in, you know, a name for everyone else, but also for him. And he, he is kind of living this normal life and just trying to keep the dark passenger hidden and we kind of join him when he has a confrontation that goes bad and also when his son harrison uh who is now kind of you know 1718 is um tracked him down and kind of trying to get back in touch with him and I thought that was great because I, I never really knew what I wanted. All I knew was that I I hated the way it ended. And obviously, um, having him, you know, if he was just doing what he did before with this new life, I just wouldn't, you know, it, it would have just felt like, okay, now we're trying to do the same thing again. This this does feel like a different show and a different kind of, you know, version of him. And then he slowly becomes Dexter again. And I think that's really fun. And I think kind of um, the best part about this season is the introduction of Harrison and kind of him, um, you know, having this relationship with Dexter. But then also um, his, you know, he, he was born in blood like Dexter. His uh, His mother died and he was in the room when she was murdered and was left there in the blood for hours until he was discovered. And you know, that has fucked him up. And, and, and he has these uh, thoughts and, and feelings as well. And, and I really have enjoyed this journey of Dexter kind of being like, I don't want you to, to be me, but also I kind of do want you to be me. And like, I don't know where I land with it. And I, and, mm. and uh, where he, you know, that's what he's feeling. Like, I don't know where I want you to be. Like, do I want you to be normal or, Actually, am I quite happy that now I have someone that, that <laughs> I can teach and, 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 and I can go on this business. journey with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, I think it's fascinating. We have a new villain, um, you know, the, to, to, to kind of be the anti to Dexter in this season. He's fantastic. The, the, the whole new cast is really strong, kind of the sheriff and her daughter and just all of the supporting cast. And, and yeah, like I said, going into the finale, there's been some – incredibly you know tense and good episodes that have been really going i think episode one's good episode two and three were a little slow and i was like oh boy like uh, are we gonna get you know are they gonna get going and then when they get going i've had a really good time um and we get we get we got a really fun cameo which i won't go into if people haven't watched the show but it it was really satisfying and and yeah i just feel like it's it's a a great it, it was not it was not. Um, we, we got, um, you know, we, we've now got a great bookend to this to this series that I thoroughly enjoyed up until its finale, you know, before now. So, yeah, I just really hope they haven't shat the bed with the finale. And, and who knows whether it will continue beyond here or <laughs> what they'll do. Like, I'm sure that when this finale is, it will not have a bow tied on it. There'll be enough of a bow. But, but 
you know, e- either way, like I'm very satisfied with what we've got and very happy. And it makes me now feel like I'll be able to go back and rewatch Dexter, which, which is massive because I love that show, the early seasons and, and kind of, you know, the whole Trinity killer, which is obviously how, um, uh, Harrison's mum was murdered that, 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 finale in that season was incredible and i remember like it it gave me that that holy shit lost moment in that season you know that that was so strong um and just just like knocked me for six and so i think kind of you know now i can go back and rewatch those one day because i know that i haven't got to yes i have to watch that season but i know that there's there's light at the end of the tunnel um, you know, it certainly doesn't, you know, we spoke about matrix, like it certainly doesn't do that. It doesn't like, it, it doesn't make that because it, cause you know, the, the third matrix movie was still a good movie. You know, that's the, the final season of Dexter was a bad season with a terrible ending. So now at least it's just a bad season with an ending that continues. Um, it'll be interesting to see the ending because I, as much as I hope that it's good, mm-hmm. um, God, it'd be hilarious if it was shit again. <laughs> it, it, would, it would be great, wouldn't it? Because they've, they've, they've done me. They've, they've pulled they've the same me, trick again. They've me back in the game. Yeah, like, could, could you imagine? Like, what, what I hope they do is he oh, wakes up the... in Miami and all the characters that died like a couple of seasons ago are just awake and he, uh, alive and he's just like, oh, shit. Like... <laughs> It would be the greatest trick ever pulled if they it did, would. like, if they just did it again. Like, whatever, not to obviously get into it because I don't even want to talk about the plot, but, like, whatever they did that pissed off everyone initially just did that again. Yeah, it would <laughs> like, be if great. they did that, that'd be so good. It, it, um, yeah. I, I'm I sure res- they won't, I though. would respect it, and, and it, but it would also break my heart twice, but, but, I, would, <laughs> but I would at least respect it. Yeah, it but would yeah, be funny. You know, I'm really happy with it, really happy with it. Good. I'm glad you're happy with it. See, <laughs> yeah. People seem to be digging it. Yeah. The other thing I just wanted to say was the, I think it was last episode or maybe the one before was a Christmas episode. And I don't know how, how um, late we maybe get it in the UK, but I think we get it like pretty much within 24 hours and it aired after Christmas over here. That is weird. Um, yeah, I think it does. I think we do get it at least within the same week. I thought. Yeah, I thought we uh, did, but but it but it aired in January, and I was <laughs> like, wow, they they cock this timing up because this feels, <laughs> you know, having just watched Advent Calendar, where I didn't feel like I was watching a Christmas movie in January, I was very much watching the Dexter Christmas episode. <laughs> it is weird, is it? Because I watched the Hawkeye finale on Christmas Day, which right. was like extremely Christmassy, and yeah. so that was that just made it even more enjoyable. But yeah, yeah it's funny when they just yeah, pulls like, out. You like don't want you can't watch hawkeye outside of christmas really at this point like it, it just no, it right. would be as good yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's that'll be fun to see what you make of the finale um but yeah before we go obviously i just want to do a little preview because we don't really do this that often um and oh, especially boy. with such a massive movie obviously next week like i just want to get a sort of temperature check really because it's obviously one of the biggest movies we've we've ever covered for the show in terms of kind of like our own overall love and appreciation of a franchise obviously yeah. people should know that by now that we already have you can go back and listen to us talk about all four um screen movies um which obviously we did that in 2020 mm-hmm. during the fun of the first lockdown um and then obviously we've kind of retroactively turned that into our ranking with craven uh, series um but yeah, obviously next week, uh, five cream in our hearts. But unfortunately, the real title is just Scream, which isn't as interesting. Um, we're, what are you thinking? I mean, we're, we're mere days away from a new Scream movie, which 
to me still doesn't it doesn't feel right and it feels weird it feels surreal yeah it it certainly feels surreal but i'm also like i'm now allowing myself to get excited because when we spoke you know when we ended the year and we were like oh scream is coming up in january like i almost didn't believe it that we would get to see it in the, the way things were um, but but I can almost believe it at this point. I can't wait until next week and we're talking about a Wes Craven movie because we didn't get to see it. But like, <laughs> you know, there are listings for it, it for our cinema. I've just been looking at them earlier. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like we're going to have some sort of forced lockdown very soon. You know, nah, we we get it. Let's just let let's let's start. just let's ignore all that bullshit. Like, well, what are you actually I mean. excited about like, with the movie? No, that's what I mean. Like, I'm letting myself believe at this point because now it is so close. Like, um, so so yeah. Now I'm just hyped and like, um, you know, it's it's probably the most weird level of hype I've had because. You know, when we've seen some massive movies recently for the show, we've we've had a lot of confidence with the people behind it, not just the IP, you know. And, and whereas with this, it's just a pure hype and love of the IP. And mm. I think that, you know, I think I haven't seen the, the new trailer that's come out and I don't want to. But like the trailer that came out, I think was good. Like it looked, you know, it looked good. It looked like a, a screw movie almost. But it definitely had some points, you know, the soundtrack in particular. I was going to say, it certainly didn't sound like a screen movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so there are still things that aren't, you know, answered. Um, You know, we we know that we're getting Ghostface, uh, at least, you know, for some of the movie. Who knows whether it's all for all of the movie. But, um, you know, we're getting certain things. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much as excited as I could be for it. Because, as you said, this is a franchise that, that clearly is... I mean, you know, it it could be, you know, it's certainly one of our all-time favorite horror franchises. It could be our favorite. Um, Mm. And I think, um, you know, and and it's also one of the most important to us for our our movie-watching kind of love of horror. Um, So, yeah, for me, this is massive. Um, And, and yeah, I I really just can't wait at this point. And that, like, when, when opening credits roll and, like, the journey begins like i'm i'm gonna be like sweaty palms and just just i don't even know like it's gonna be a journey more more so than most like i say because of this unknown you know we're not watching a wes craven movie but we are watching a screen movie yeah I, i'm really excited and like i say it's it's bizarre because i don't know what to think i know mm. that i'm excited to watch a new screen movie outside of that i don't really know how to feel because mm. i think it is a complete lottery uh yeah. I, I couldn't tell you right now whether or not i think this movie is going to be good uh, i think either. it really it could easily go both ways i think there's evidence pointing towards both um and i think that it's i look at very in particular obviously at the people making it and like i do like them but i didn't like the last film um which is obviously why they got this gig was was off the success of Ready or Not, which was universally liked. We were in the minority and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very hard to gauge off that alone. Um, but yeah, it's it is weird. Like part of me is, I mean, and I mean, this is a frustration I've had since they announced it anyway. But like the fact that we are. I mean, we already pretty much now live in a world where there's a screen movie not directed by Wes Craven will like always piss me off. Um, I just hope that that movie's good, obviously, because otherwise it will tarnish the legacy of the, what he worked so hard in in, in building mm-hmm. um, with countless others. But I do think that there is part of me that's like, man, it was such a pure 
one of the only real pure horror franchises that there that there was that had like the same cast and the same crew for four films um and three of them are exceptional and one of them is very good so like i thought yeah it's it's interesting i am very excited i just like so i can't wait to see it and then i think it's gonna be a movie that i think we're gonna be dissecting for a while like i don't even think i'll have an opinion on it next week (laughs) like like, i'll need to see it think about it for a few months see it again to really know how i feel about this movie um but i want to so just because because it could be very visceral very quick (laughs) oh well that's the thing yeah if it's terrible it's terrible but i i i I don't think it'll be terrible um i just think it might be very inadequate um well let's let's just get some fun little last minute predictions yeah Um, i was gonna ask you the question you're probably now gonna ask me the legacy free yeah who's dying who's living are any of them the killer um they're all not living no you gotta be more Uh, specific than that (laughs) dewey 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 dies Mm. um i i don't think one of them's the killer Mm. but yeah and i think i think dewey dies i think i i i don't i think sid lives i'm very torn on gail she's either Mm. dying or she's the killer (laughs) 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 but i don't i don't i think it would i i hope what i would say is i hope one of them isn't the killer I can't, it would feel disingenuous to the franchise, I feel. And I feel also, I mean, I may be wrong because... I would I, love to see them try and explain that to me. Exactly. I'd be like, I'd laugh and then I'd go, right, yeah. now you tell me why the fuck they're the killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would sit back in my armchair, I would I would light a cigar and I'd say, right, explain. Um, and, and, then, and then I would rip that to shreds for four hours. And I, like I said, if... If one of them is the killer, I need to sit down with the writer for four and a half hours minimum, like, uh, yeah, half a day. It 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 wouldn't take me that long. Um, So for me, I'm pretty similar. I I don't think any of them are the killer. I think Dewey's dead. I think Gail's dead. Um, And I think Sid lives. I think she's going to be the only one. She's the hero of the franchise. She'll she'll be there in the final scene. You can't kill Sid um but yeah i think what, i think even you said it i think screen time does do, do these characters get as well like how much of it is going to be on the new class versus versus um the core three i think it'll be within line of the last movie like i would say yeah. we'll, we'll get a good portion of them and yeah i think within sort of to set up the final act i think i think dewey will die and i think gale will die within the same sequence um that, mm. that's kind of what i think is going to happen but i hope not um yeah, I, I, obviously, in terms of like trying to guess the killer, obviously it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I think for a laugh, I'll say the the girl in the trailer who who has like the neck, um, uh, what are they called like a choker on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because she looks she like looks who like I, yeah. Well, she she looks like who I assume. Um, oh, who's the blonde actress that's in Ready or Not? I forgot her name now. Oh, um, who, yeah. who we thought was going to be in this movie, basically, yeah, who we, like who we called for the um, uh, oh, Samara Weaving. Yeah, so she yeah. looks like because obviously Samara Weaving was going to be in it, like they mm-hmm. literally said, but she couldn't do to um, scheduling conflicts. So I think she was going to play that character, which makes me think that is a very important character, and I think she'll be the killer. That's my prediction. I. Oh, I... also, do we think it's going to be one killer or multiple? Hmm. Good point um i don't know but i think uh the killer is um uh what's his name uh 
the guy from 13 reasons why oh yeah yeah i knew yeah, in like goose, goosebumps and everything yeah, yeah we've seen him Dylan, in like, oh, Dylan Minnette, yeah. that's it yeah i think it's yeah. him <laughs> uh, with, I if it was him because i've seen him in so much stuff i wouldn't be able to take it seriously with with uh with there's two of them it's him and deputy judy oh yeah we well, keep yeah. forgetting she's in this movie god yeah. have we even seen her in the first trailer i believe maybe for like we, a second I, I can't remember if we've just seen a still of her or mm. whether it was in the trailer for one second but, but yeah um, yeah i think it's judy and him that's a good I've, judy's I've a really good show so. because they already laid the seeds in a in a amazing screen movie so if i was a clever writer exactly. i would certainly pick up that thread yeah, in a sequel she never became not creepy no. She just wasn't the killer at that point. <laughs> and they already did the classic Scream thing where they give everyone equal motivation and then just pick a killer out of the hat because that's yeah. basically what they did exactly. for the three sequels. So then, so then the and so she's already got all the motivation. motivation. <laughs> yeah, keep that going. So yeah, like I said. And then, you know. She has the best motivation because it was written by Kevin Williamson. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I, I'm going to go. What's the age gap between those two? Uh, well, so in the, D- Dylan always no. plays high school, but yeah, he's like he late twenties. I think he plays young, and she play She's gonna be playing older, right? Yeah. So she's his mother, right? And the Sydney's dad had an Ill- illegitimate. Oh my child god! If, I swear to fucking god, <laughs> if they bring up this whole Sydney's dad sleeping around thing again, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. He slept with Judy. Oh my and, god! Uh, you know she was because she went to school with Sid, right? So yeah, he he slept with one of Sid's friend or one of Sid's classmates in Judy. They had the child. It's basically just the the reasoning for Scream One and Two's killers again. <laughs> Correct, because that's what these <laughs> franchises do. Uh, do you know what? It's like I almost wish we didn't have this brainstorming, but I also <laughs> think it's hilarious because like I'm worried how dangerously close we might get to well, some things. I, I really so hope that we're because, so wrong <laughs> because we've done this a few times. For the Have show. We, um, like this, I think this is hilarious. Like maybe, a week before, maybe not quite like this, but I think we've done it for for Saw before and stuff like that. And we've always yeah. been like so incredibly off the mark because we've stayed too true to the to the the plot. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I hope we could have a segment post our discussion of Scream next week where we can come back to this and see how close we were. Yeah, I, I really think you're on to something with the Judy. Like, I just, she she is such a sleeper in this movie. Yeah, I feel like we're going to know. Well, once I watch this, once this movie starts and we see the first scene Judy's in, I'm going to be able to tell you if she's the killer or not, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm now chatting about it and I'm remembering the fun of Scream, which is like not getting bogged down in legacy and history and franchise. And it is just, it's a fun whodunit, you know, slasher. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there is always fun in that. Um, no, what you've just done is, you've just in your mind remembered scream four that's what's happened <laughs> i've definitely <laughs> done that and you're like oh yeah i fucking love scream <laughs> I, know, I know what i'm gonna do tomorrow watch scream four um uh, yeah. i mean i'm gonna just watch scream one to four but yeah you're right you're right <laughs> um but yeah that I'm, i can't wait that's gonna be a very very fascinating episode uh next mm. week which is next crazy. week man next week um but yeah that was episode number 280 where we talked about the advent calendar and uh, uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't believe because i never could how could i start now